Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wu Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Wu Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wu Wings, legendary flavors, world championship wings. Woo! Wu Wings. Yeah! Woo woo! Hey, man, how'd you like, like a $20,000 raise? We can help you do that at savewithconrad.com. Don't take my word for it. Check out our reviews at conradreviews.com. We've got an A plus with the better business bureau. We've won the number one best in business award many, many times. And we just got a great five-star review. That's uh, from Jimmy E. He says, my wife and I just closed on our refinance after working with Diane and Steven. What a great experience. We closed within a month and added about a thousand dollars of monthly cash flow. Thank you. They were great. And who would have thought a trip to first family mortgage and ad free shows booth at Starcast five in Nashville would have led to this LOL. Thank you. No, thank you, Jimmy, for believing in us. I know it's crazy. You're listening to a wrestling podcast and you're going to save a thousand dollars a month. Now think about that. Add that up over the course of a year. That's over $12,000 a year. You're going to save now. How much money pre-tax would you have to earn to net $12,000? That's about 20 grand, right? And think about that. You would have had to work for that money, pay taxes on it, and then just give it away. Come on, man. Keep more of your own money. If you can hear my voice and you're in a 30 year loan, you've got a second mortgage, you've got credit card debt, you've got a car payment. What are you doing? I can show you how to keep more of your own money, get a lower monthly payment and get out of debt faster. We're routinely helping our podcast listeners save up to a thousand bucks a month. Just like Jimmy, find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Oh, and how's this for starters? No house payments for two months. That's right. A little fall break from house payments. Sounds good to me. Find out how much money you can save at savewithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. One more time. Savewithconrad.com. 
are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello and welcome to ARN. This is Paul Bromwell, and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster, one of the most prolific tag team wrestlers in the history of the business, and the man who knows that pink pops against that mahogany tan. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the enforcer. He's Double A. He's Arn Anderson. Double A, how are you today? That would be the pink shirt you have on. Uh, that this one pops against that tan too, buddy. Do you have one of these now? I do. Yeah. I'm save it. I'm gonna save it and break it out when you least expect it. Oh, good. I can't wait. I love. I love this shirt. To me, this is this is the quintessential Arn Anderson color. For some reason, I love it. Yeah, that, that's a midsummer shirt, brother. Uh, I like it, and I'm glad you got one. And speaking of merchandise, buddy, and cool shirts, there's plenty new cool shirts over at the Four Horsemen store and more to come. Our guy Ryan told me, he said, Paul, if you guys can think of some ideas or if the fans write in and have some ideas, uh, let us know. He's all in, not only for the Four Horsemen store, but for the Arn Show. So, uh, But check it out, boxagimmicks.com. Go to Four Horsemen store and pick up you some Four Horsemen merchandise, man. Horseman hats, baseball hats are on the way. That's what we like to hear for, especially for us bald guys. Like to cover it up every now and then, you know. Yeah, even for guys with hair, it still works. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't matter. Everybody likes to throw on a baseball cap, so I can't wait to see what those look like. So, will they have like the uh, horseman logo right on the? Well, there? should be four and Roman numeral four. Oh, that's going to be sweet. I can't wait. And they're bigger for guys with big hog heads. Oh, like like, us. Like me and you. Yeah. Bigger sizes. So. All right. That's good to hear, man. They'll fit our pumpkin. Excited about that. Excited. I love it. I love it. Now, I can't wait. So check out the store and keep an eye out. As Orange just said, more merch coming. Buddy, let's jump into it, though, man, because last week I really enjoyed that show with you. There was so much happening in February, wasn't there? I love those clips when I finally wasn't getting my ass handed to me. I was delivering some ass whoopings. That's different. You were. You were DDT and the Steiners and uh, having some fun with those boys. But also, man, we saw you had a, a little bit of an injury that happened to you, a pinched nerve. Uh, we discussed this decision to throw Sting out of the horseman, his knee injury, the decision to make Luger a baby face, your feud, like we said, with the Steiners. A woman is now part of the horseman. And, uh, man, as we we're, we're continue through this, we're going to discuss the continued fallout from both Clash and Wrestle War. Buddy, are you ready to jump into March 1990? I am, but let's set it up with, with something that sometimes doesn't get discussed. In those days, you know, they didn't publicize injuries. You just kind of disappeared off of TV, and nobody really knew why. There just wasn't a lot of time devoted to it, and it's... This was my first instance since I had been in the business, started in 82, uh, that I'd had to miss work because of an injury. I'd always been able to tape it up, you know, ace bandage bandage on it, get to the ring on a crutch. You know, I tore my groin one time, you know, in Pensacola, water skiing, and for 10 days, man, that was brutal. But I still somehow got out ringside on some crutches and was able to, you know, at least make an appearance. So when you're sitting home and, you know, the first week or two you go, well, 
in your mind, we're, we're really egomaniacs. You go, how are they going to put this show on without me? And then the third week rolls by, and then the fourth week, and you figure out life is going to go on. We're quick healers because we have to be, but all that does is just amp up your rehab because they're moving forward without you. And that story, you know, that company and that storyline and that TV show is going to be just fine without you. But boy, does it play some head games uh, while you're sitting on the couch. And you know what, man, that's such a valid point because insecurity, uh, as far as, you know, you don't really think about it, but even as these big superstar, powerful wrestlers, it's, it's a piece of it. It's a part of it because you, like you said, if you're not out there and if you're not in the storyline, somebody else is. And the last thing you want to have happen is you being forgotten. What if, what if I am not as necessary? for this as they feel like because I, I am becoming that forgotten star so I absolutely get it it makes a lot of sense and uh, but buddy I tell you one thing I, you may have kind of had some of those thoughts but the audience didn't forget who Arn Anderson was and uh, you were just so such a credible part and such a foundational piece to the horsemen and to WCW uh, so man, uh, but I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because even someone like you, who we as fans looked up to, maybe idolized a little bit, had on a pedestal, even you at this period of the business, when you were so popular and doing so well, struggled with that stuff. We all think we're indestructible until you have something occur that you can't just tough your way through it. Or just, you know, man up and just, okay, I'll fight myself through it. When you have a bad injury, it's a humbling experience because we're not wired that way. You go to work, you somehow get through the match, and, you know, hopefully tomorrow I'll feel a little better. But when you're out of action, you're out of action, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Frustrating. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, well, let's dig into it. Uh, let's talk about March a little bit. It does begin with the promo that had aired on NWA Worldwide Wrestling. This one was hosted by Terry Funk, which only adds entertainment value when you have a show hosted by Terry Funk. I mean, come on. And uh, you and Oli delivered a very tempered and deliberate message in this one. So let's listen to what you had to say. This would air, like I said, March 3rd, 1990. Let's check it out, our first clip of the week. Howdy, you simple-minded partners. This is Tuxedo Terry once again with Worldwide Wrestling. I want to talk to you about something. I have got a special guest here today in Arn Anderson. And I have been proud of my wrestling career in the past because I've done what a man has to do when he has to do it, and I have done it by myself. That doesn't seem to be the same situation here whenever it concerns the Steiners or whenever it concerns Sting. So I'm asking Arn Anderson, because I've got you here by yourself, would you mind stepping in here and talking to me on my grill, on Funk's grill? Now, I want to ask you a question. Now, was it really necessary at the Texas shootout to have the help of your brother and to have the help of Ric Flair to put Sting out of professional wrestling? The funny thing to me, Mr. Funk, who I hold with a lot of high esteem because of your wrestling family, I've always grown up to respect pure talent. But the one thing I have never done, and Rock has never done, and Ric Flair has never done, is take public opinion 
and let it rule or dictate our lives. You know what we do with public opinion, Mr. Funk? We put it where it belongs. We send it in the sewer system. We don't do what you think we should do. We don't do what the public thinks we should do. Sting, you are a product of your environment. You did what you thought all the little stingers wanted you to do, and against your better judgment, your history. Does that answer your question? That answers my question, but I want to say one thing, Mr. Anderson. Keep your hands off of my tuxedo. Would you, know you what mind? You with a dead man, don't you? They dress him up all nice and neat, <laughs> and they put him into a box, and everybody passes by. You know, coming from Texas, I thought you had an education, but maybe you're going to have to go back to school like Sting, or maybe like the Steiners, graduates from Michigan. But all of that learning, all of that degree, diplomas that they have, apparently isn't enough. You ask a question about do we have to together? Well, we're tag team, we're family, and the answer is yes, if that's what it takes. The whole idea in wrestling is to be the best. Yes or no? To make money, to be able to be on top, to have the belts. And right now you're looking at two guys that are going to get you. Just like Sting. I remember his mouth was open just like that before we closed it. I remember the Steiners were just like that, kind of like a fish out of water. And I'm telling you, Mr. Funk, I know that you're going to be doing some refereeing shortly with Luger Whoa. and Mr. Whoa. Flair. Whoa, wait a minute. I've done things on my own, and I've been on top on my own and by myself. Well, maybe you Does it take three of you? Maybe you better figure out how you're going to beat the three of us alone. If you're so good alone, we may give you that chance. I'm just telling you. You better see it the right way, because if you don't, you may not be able to. Well, Arn got a little cut off there, but you get the picture here. This is Ole. He's trying to intimidate the hardcore legend. But that role as the bully really seemed to fit Ole. He almost sounds more menacing than he did in 85. What did you think of the presentation of Ole Anderson in this run? The volume went down. Mm. Did you notice that? It was more, like you said, menacing. It wasn't loud it wasn't boisterous it was that that real quiet which was even more disturbing yes yeah he was uh i I like this version of Oli. always in the black shirts and 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 uh just a, a different level for him and uh it just didn't see him wrestle as much as we as we did back in the eighties, but uh, again, I, it was a fun presentation for Oli here. And if this first promo Arn wasn't enough, we have another promo that aired the same day. This is on syndicated TV. You and Oli address the Steiners. Address is maybe the wrong word. You all flat out threatened to injure the Steiners. Okay, when you see him again, and we also have the less polished, albeit entertaining, response from Rick and Scott. Buddy, you ready to take a look at this one? Let's do it. <laughs> all right, here we go. For all that education you got at Michigan, you must not have learned a whole lot. If I had to be champion and get dropped on my head like you guys have been dropped on your heads, I'd be just happy to give those belts away. Well, remember this. You're talking about the horsemen. You're talking about the Andersons. You're talking about the wrecking crew. Warned you one time, wrestled you once, and you still haven't got the picture. You're a little bit dense. Well, Rick, you look over at Scott, and you see how he's trying to get around with one arm hanging from his side. And then you figure out what it's going to be like when you got one arm hanging from your side. Because when we get done pecking away, it takes us one more time or two more times, whatever it is, I guarantee you somewhere along the line, you're going to be useless. And then we're going to take those belts. The conversation line in your dressing room is, 
is Scott Steiner as his shoulder irreparable damage as Rick Steiner being dropped on his head ever going to be the same you see we just keep chipping away you got those great big strong arms but as we pound them and we pull them and we stomp them even a 22 inch arm becomes useless you ask any man's been ever been in a fight he can't whip a man with one arm much less two you understand the Andersons aren't flashy we never have been but we produce results those results end up in hospital stays, gentlemen. you got to reevaluate how much do those belts mean to you personally. Hey! Only, only in our innocent, you guys come out and you try to hurt my brother. Well, guess what? I just called us the, the big, big, bad bully beater-uppers. Because, you know, when I was a kid, when we were kids, we were playing baseball, and every time they pitched the bottom, me, he'd run in front and catch it before I got to hit it. Well, I so heck with this. Next time he threw the thing, I just swung the bat anyways, and I hit him, and I broke his arm. Well, his arm ain't broke now. And we got a catch, and we came back, and we played baseball some more. Well, we're back. Only no, you hurt Tell me back. You tried to rip it out of soccer. You tried to put me out of wrestling. Well, your days of bowling people are over. Because the next time we step in the ring, you know, it's going to take more than one hurt arm to keep us from coming after you. And when you get up in the ring... We're going to hurt you. We're going to see how bad you can wrestle with a hurt arm. Because next time we step in the ring, it ain't going to be so pretty. Listen, man, I know it sounds too good to be true, but I want you to just do me a favor and run on over to savewithconrad.com. Get yourself a quick quote. My man, Andy M just left us a five-star review over at conradreviews.com. And he had this to say, the effort and communication from Josh was above and beyond. We ran into several unexpected hiccups along the way, but Josh kept us informed and kept looking for options to get things done. In the end, we were still able to refinance to a 15 year loan, where we're going to be able to pay it off in 10. And we took enough cash out to pay off our credit cards, my truck loan, and even buy my wife, her very first new vehicle. We're going to save over $500 a month from what we would have been paying without the refinance. We can't thank everyone enough. Now guys, that right there is a win, win, win situation. Let me explain over the last couple of years, your house is probably worth more than ever. Now, what you do with that equity is up to you. And what I'm going to recommend is we do what our man, Andy did. Andy took himself from a 30 year loan down to 15 years, but he's planning to pay it off in 10. Now, how can he afford to do that? We got rid of all his credit card debt. Just like that. We got rid of his truck loan and we even got him enough cash to get his wife, a new vehicle. The result cheaper monthly payments. How does that happen? How do you get a new car, pay off a truck and get rid of your credit cards and cut years off your loan? You go to savewithconrad.com. We're going to get you cheaper monthly payments. And how's this for starters? No house payments for the next two months. That's right. You can skip your next two payments. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And buddy, if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. And here's the best part. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. I don't care if you relate here or there. Maybe you had a bankruptcy back in the day. Maybe you relate on a credit card. We're going to help you figure out how to get in the situation that your family needs now and long-term. We want to be your mortgage advisor for life at savewithconrad.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. 
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Uh, Arne, do you want to take a crack at what Rick said to the audience? I don't know, but it's terrifying, ain't it? <laughs> Listen, you got two completely different styles here of promos. Uh, if the Steiners are almost comical because they're so unpolished, yet intense, like you said, terrifying. But I imagine when you stepped into the ring with those boys, polished or not, you knew the Steiners were coming. Dog-faced gremlin was what those that had right. the guts to call him called him. I never called him that. You know, if you want the truth on it was <clears throat> Mr. Steiner, Mr. Steiner. <laughs> those guys were just beasts, man. They really are. And, and the characters, you know... Scott's finding his way. He's playing the straight man. He's the straight baby face. Rick's the dog face gremlin. And, you know, they're finding their way along. But the the fact is, they pulled those jackets off, man, and went to work. There's no denying. Yeah, I remember when Rick had his little uh, hand hand buddy, Alex, I think his name was. Remember remember that, too? So he had that little gimmick there for a while. Mm, Yep. Ah, Good times. Well, then, last month I made the joke that you wrestled your future boss, Johnny Ace, this match aired on March 3rd. So this is some stuff that you had done in February, again, prior to that that pinched nerve here. Um, but these clips, again, aired in March, so that's why we're showing them here. We have the second half of that match, so we're going to check that one out. Uh, let's do that. You and Johnny Ace uh, together in a ring. This will be fun. Physical beating from Johnny Ace at the beginning of this match. 
and he's slowing the kid down. And right now, you can see they're both at aware. from Arn Anderson. Left hand there. And what a great maneuver because Johnny Ace was holding on to his trunk trying to get him over. There it is, Arn. You beat Johnny Ace. And uh, listen, you had Michael Hayes on commentary there with Lance Russell. So what did you think about that? He's doing a little bit, you know, pretty good job there offering some color commentary. Who said thunderous right hand? Which one of them? Uh, I think it was Hayes. I think it was Hayes. And then somebody corrected him and said left-handed. Everybody knows I'm left-handed. Come on. I know. He must have been, he must have fell asleep and they woke him up just as he saw that or something. It's something though. So you got you got you fighting Johnny Ace. You got Michael Hayes on the call. This is like Ace and Hayes ended up being like part of the inner circle of Vince McMahon, uh, you know, down the road. So it's kind of fun there. But what were your, your early dealings with, uh, you know, with Johnny Ace here? I mean, eventually we know where he would land as far as his career. But do you remember wrestling him back in these days at all? Well, he was just Animal's little brother. Okay. You know. Uh, when you got a road warrior for a brother, it's kind of hard to to judge a guy like that. You know, probably not fair. But, you know, the girls liked him. He had that, you know, he was tall. He was tanned. He was a Florida boy. He had that blonde hair. Wrestling ability, you know, I think he was way outclassed on this particular day. Uh, so you might as well call it a spade a spade. He just caught the wrong cat on the wrong day and... Uh, what should have prevailed, prevailed. There you go. I like it. Caught the wrong cat on this day. And uh, that cat would be you, Double A. March 4th, you guys recorded television in Rock Hill, South Carolina. <clears throat> While the short drive was awesome, depending on your mood of your opponents, might determine how the rest of your day went because WCW knew they had good thing when they had the Steiner brothers and the Andersons working together. So at this television taping, you guys challenged the Steiners for the NWA tag team titles coming up short and reclaiming the championships. And we didn't talk about it last week because February was so stacked, but I wanted to take a few minutes to discuss you and Ole uh, working with the Steiners. When you wrestled Rick and Scott, knowing how young to the business they really were, did you, you and Ole, have any apprehensions working with those guys? I think... You know, you can never say Ole Anderson is apprehensive, but I think he was cautious. Okay. You know, he was not 27 years old, 28 years old, 30, even 30 years old at the time. The Steiners, if they decided they were going to scoop you up and chunk you, you got chunked. I was, you know, cautioned to the wind because I never saw them drop anybody on their head or, or things that looked really dangerous or... 
any of that. And as long as I could see that a guy wasn't going to just just try to kill you, you know, the fact that he was big and strong and explosive, that was just the way guys were from that era. I mean, you look at the Road Warriors, you look at the Steiners, you look at Ron Simmons and all these different guys. Look at the, you know, Barbarian Warlord. Everywhere you looked, there was a guy walking around that was a five or 600-pound yeah. bencher. The, the locker room was full of them. But the Steiners had that amateur experience besides that. And, man, that was just a lethal combination. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dude, it was evident, too, that Jim Hurd had a ton of faith in these guys. I mean, he, they, he put the belts on them early, despite their, you know, maybe lack of Scott's experience level. Whatever the case, he looked awesome. He, he was doing Frankensteiners, as we said, to everyone. Nobody got hurt. Uh, but how were veterans like you and Ole, would you say, able to help Rick and Scott become the best version of themselves? They were, they were very respectful and followed whatever lead we threw out there. Um, and they were very smart to do that. In those days, seasoned and uh, heels that had a lot of experience for the young guys, if they just went out and did their job, your job was to make those baby faces grow and get better and prosper. And when you look like that, if your goal is not to make those guys be as good as they absolutely look, then you're in the wrong business as a heel. No, you're absolutely right. Rick stood out to me uh, more than Scott on the mic as the leader of the team in that era, but few wrestlers were as impressive in the ring as Scott. I mean, as you said, when he got that motor running, he was uh, just a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal wrestler. He could do things that guys his size shouldn't be able to do, Orrin. And you've wrestled all kinds. We've talked about it here on the show. Rock and roll, demolition, road warriors, midnights, everyone in between. How did you prepare for a team like the Steiners where they had it all? They had the speed. They had the strength, the stamina. They were all around legit high-level athletes. Isolate them and cut them off. You know, I don't care how good you are. You can't beat two guys that are pretty damn good, too. That was always the, the theory. But with those guys, for sure, if you didn't isolate them, take whatever advantage you could gain and just smother them, you're going to get creamed pretty quickly. And then that's a fact. You get beat real quick. So you just, the only you know the way to do, thank God, it was tag match. And a lot of teams never understand the reason for having a tag. And the, the whole theory behind it is you don't have two-on-two. Two, it's two-on-one the it entire is, match. Yeah, that's right. Cut that, cut that ring off and then do what you're do your thing. But as far as just all-time tag teams, I mean, they got to be top 10, no doubt about it. Maybe top five. Yeah, I was thinking five, and I thought Rock and Rolls, Midnights, and you correct me if I'm wrong, uh, would you put Road Warriors? Uh, you have to. Me yeah. and Tully. Yeah, Arn and Tully. Uh, would you put the Rockers or any, like, the, the Hearts? 
Well, and we're talking different things. I mean, you got to have the Rock and Roll Express. I think you got to have the Rockers in there. You, there's a lot of teams that so that many might teams belong. when you start. To, yeah, yeah, but definitely uh, the Steiners belong in that conversation. Is what we're saying here. So good together. Yep. yep. Well, listen, the same day, March 4th, your match against Scott Steiner aired on NWA Main Event. We have the finish of this match along with a promo from the Steiners and a response from Ole. And believe it or not, already, this is our final clip of the week. Thanks to you being off the road, Arn, <laughs> uh, which we've already talked about. So we're going to take a look at it early. This is the final clip of the week, um, plus some promos from NWA Pro. Here we go. Nobody at home has ever had their arm put in a semi-chicken wing and knows the pressure. Imagine what it feels like when a guy Arn Anderson size puts it behind your back, picks you up some six to ten feet in the air, and slams you down on it. <laughs> Here he goes, using a fist again. Why Anderson stays with the rest of Scott Steiner trying to fight away from this predicament. He finally does. Oh, he kicked. Look at Steiner. Rick Steiner grabbed Arn Anderson's foot. Steiner's people say that you can tell if you're talking and just making a lot of noise by looking in somebody's eyes. Well, get that camera in close and take a look at my eyes. Because I'm going to tell you this. You've been lucky so far. But someday, I don't know, tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, the end is going to come. We're working on that arm and we're going to continue until we get those tag team belts. You can make book on it. Steiner's, those belts belong to us. There we go, Arn, and uh, that's it. Uh, as far as at least for the next 10 days, you're not listed on any of the house show results uh, posted over at historywww.com, and uh, we know now it's because of that that injury there. Uh, the match that you and Ole referenced with Terry Funk as the referee took place on the next series of live events. So in Amarillo, Texas, on March 5th, Luger defeats Flair by DQ, and Funk was the guest referee for that match. NWA then runs the same match in Lubbock on March 6th. Then March 9th, NWA returns to the Civic Center in Savannah. 5,000 attendants were treated to the Luger Flair main event. And then fans in Columbia and Greenville saw the same match on the 9th and 10th. So I'm just going to kind of run down a few more results here. On March 11th, NWA ran the Omni. 8,300 fans are and attended the matches that night. You and Ole did not wrestle. We know why. But Ole was ringside with Flair for the title match against Luger. When Luger attempted a sunset flip, Ole helped Flair block it and uh, and held Nate for added leverage on the pin. NWA added an interesting wrinkle to the show this night as well. Even though you and Ole did not wrestle that night, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, too, was in the card and worked against the Steiner brothers. 
This in- incarnation under mass was composed of Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom. Arn, we've heard the stories of the booking committee in WCW. This one, though, is a little puzzling. There's nothing wrong with Bloom and Enos as a team, but did you know why WCW used the moniker the Minnesota Wrecking Crew for them? Well, they were from Minnesota, and I got a feeling Ole was booking at this time. Okay. Is that a possibility? Yeah, absolutely. I think he brought them in. I think he gave them the rub. I don't... You got to remember, it wasn't a gimme that I was going to ever be back. That's true. And I remembered them as uh, the Destruction Crew when they were in AWA prior to this. They were known as the Destruction Crew. They weren't working with masks, though, on. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, it must have been Ole trying to give them a little bit of a rub here. And and you're right. They were, like I said, AWA, so Minnesota, Wrecking Crew, and uh, that's how they brought them in. That's all I can figure out. Okay. What did you think about Enos and uh, Bloom as wrestlers, though, as a team and as workers? Do you have any recollection? I'm not, you've worked with them in the past, I know. So what were your thoughts of, of those yeah, guys? good guys. They were a good team. Uh, just like all the Minnesota boys, they had talent, you know, and big, strong guys. I think Wayne Bloom and Barry Darso at one point, it's an interesting fun fact, held the double deadlift world record. I didn't oh. know there was such a thing, but it's where two guys deadlift a bar, and it had some ridiculous amount. This was prior to getting in the business. So definitely an athlete, and Mike Enos, very good worker, good guy too. Yeah, Wayne Bloom's son now wrestles uh, in NXT, so there you go. So his uh, legacy, just like yours, continues on uh, as far as wrestling goes. So there you go. Wish him a lot of luck. Yeah. Uh, the following day, NWA recorded TV at the Cobb County Civic Center. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew 2 defeated Pat Rose and Robbie Idol. I mention this only because Ole escorted them to the ring this time. And do you think, or do you recall at this point, was there a long-term plan for you guys to give uh, th- these guys a, a rub? Or is this just Ole's idea again, I, I guess, as the booker? Well, it's still fresh. Yeah. You know, there were just... Again, we do, did so many television shows, it's hard for you and I at this point, Paul, to keep up with what was shot when. Sure. Imagine imagine back there and you're trying to live through all these. Okay, where are we at? What show? What is this air? Where are we at in our story and all that stuff? So I guess it was just to make sure that that attempt at an angle was on all the shows. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, buddy, listen, I don't know if you remember this or not, but you returned to TV on March 13th. Must have been just for a promo. Well, it was at the Municipal Auditorium, Columbus, Georgia, and during these tapings, you and Ole defeated the Steiner brothers by countout, and this meant that the Steiners kept the NWA tag titles. I don't know how much. It doesn't say how much you worked or not. Probably could have been a very heavily Ole-carried match. But uh, later on in this taping, in a segment that would end, uh, air on Worldwide March 24th, 
Ole would then endorse the Minnesota Wrecking Crew 2, explaining that the Steiners injured you and that the Minnesota Wrecking Crew 2 were going to defeat the Steiners for the tag titles. And following the promo, the, uh, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew 2 with Ole defeated Chris Powers and Paul Drake. And during that match, it was announced that Bloom and Enos would wrestle the Steiners for the title later that night. In that match that aired on March 25th edition of the NWA main event, the Wrecking Crew 2 defeated the Steiners by way of a countout. So once again, I'm laying all this out because you're actually back for the rest of the month making all the shows. And so, you know, I don't know if the powers that be were concerned that you would not be able to travel, fulfill your obligations. And that's why they continue to, th- you know, thread you with the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, too. I, I, you know, I don't know if you can recall kind of what was going on there. It is such a fog. That is such a that is such a something I don't recall that I don't even want to comment on it, to be honest with you, because I would probably screw it all up and none of it would be correct. Yep. Let's just say that was a dark time in my career. Ah, makes total sense, and I and I didn't I didn't think that you may remember all that back then because again this is a small in, in in life this is a small window of time of what's going on here within probably what thirty days uh, 30 since days. the industry at the most yeah, yeah. in four in forty years yeah uh, you know body of work that's right so March fourteenth the Minnesota Wrecking Crew Ole and Arn representing the Horsemen wrestled the Steiner brothers in Tallahassee. At the Leon uh, County Civic Center, uh, the four of you worked second from the top, the usual position for you and whoever your tag team partner happened to be. And in the main event, Flair would lose to Luger, uh, but he kept the championship, of course. Two days later, you're in St. Petersburg at the Bayfront Center. You and Ole once again worked the Steiners in the semi-main event, falling short in your attempt to win the belts. And then March 17th, we're on to the Ocean Center in Daytona Beach. You and Ole lost your match to the Steiners again and working a lot with the Steiners here. And uh, this one came on right before Flair and Luger. This night, Flair defeats Luger by pinfall. But uh, the NWA recorded television from the FIU Arena in Miami on March 18th. Dan Spivey, one half of the skyscrapers, was fired on March 18th. Arn, that left his partner, Mean Mark Callis, without a tag team partner. I heard he did okay after debuting in the WWF in November later that year, but because Ole was in charge of booking at the time, my goodness, I'm going to ask, how did someone as intelligent to the business, as experienced and as competitive as Ole Anderson, fail to see something in Mark Calloway, who, for those of you playing along at home, will go on to be The Undertaker and have one of the most storied careers in wrestling history? I would suggest it's probably the fumble of the history of the wrestling industry, I would think. Because you could tell with him, too, big, raw-boned, red-headed, big paws, just, move, you know, move like a... Athletic? Like a cat, yeah, mm. walking that top rope hit those ropes, come screaming off those ropes as big as he was. I mean, he, he had it all, you know. It's just somebody missed it. I don't know how you miss it, but somebody missed it. And that's somebody in this case we're talking about is Holy, who, like you said, always had an eye and uh, for talent. And it's just one of those things, like you said, will go down in wrestling lore and history. And, buddy, it worked out for Mark Calloway, that's for sure. And his, uh, his, the rest of his story is, is, is written. 
But uh, our Mark Calloway made a career of rising from the dead over and over again. Just when his opponents thought they had him beat, the Undertaker would rise out of the ashes to defeat no matter the challenge in front of him. In his later years, he might have lost a step or two, but when it mattered most, he always delivered. And to our faithful listeners, if your bedroom game has lost a step or two, and if you need Here we go. Go ahead. And if you need some help making your gimmick rise from the dead, you don't need a six foot ten baby face, an urn, or Paul Bear. No, no, no. All you need, Daddy, is Blue Chew. Blue Chew Arn is giving guys confidence all over the world, isn't it, my friend? Your cheeks are red. That's two weeks in a row. You, you want to be the hero of the girls' night out in your neighborhood? Load up on the blue chew, my friend. You will be the talk of the neighborhood. Oh man, so good. Arn Blue Chew is the real deal. And it'll yes. wake up it'll wake up your dead man if it's dead and uh, help you get it done. And it's all done online. It's a prescription service. You don't have to worry about going to a doctor's office, no weird conversations. And if you don't want to swallow a pill, no big deal. Their tablets are chewable too. Guys, there's all kinds of reasons why it's hard to perform. Go to BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, boom, it's that easy. Within days, it'll it'll be delivered to your doorstep. And the best part, it's all done online, as I said. The chewables from BlueChew.com, make sure you're able to perform at your very best every time you get the opportunity. Here it goes. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code ARN, A-R-N, to receive your first month free. Go to BlueChew.com for more details and safety info. You know, before we move on, I'm a huge fan of what ifs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, For all of his success and being a booker back in the day and Ole and Gene and all their success and all the horseman success of the, you know, of the Crockett days and having seven kids and, and becoming a very wealthy man for all those achievements. Do you think Ole's ever just sitting there in his lounge chair and he goes, I passed on The Undertaker? I know, right? That's you think kinda, he even pays attention to wrestling at all, Arn? Uh, it, he that's never happened to him. He's never had that thought come through his mind. But for me, yeah, right. Oh my God, how many buildings would I have jumped off? I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Oh, I mean, because he's the greatest gimmick in the history of the industry, and it, the performer, and the businessman, and the locker room leader, all the other accolades that he has. He's just been a blessing to the wrestling industry. That's the only way you can put it. Every one of us that have enjoyed one day in this business owe a big chunk of it to that yeah. man. His Hall of Fame speech, I don't know if you got to watch it. I mean, he he was moving around up there like, a, like a, an evangelist, like a motivational speaker. It was so good. And just uh, what an amazing career. But but I, I do backtrack, though, to you, Arn. Do you think that Ole's the type of guy, having known him for the years and the time period that you did, that when he retired and said, forget wrestling, do you think that that was it for him? He just has said forget wrestling and doesn't even pay attention anymore? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I could see and, that. 
and and it would have you know the genius of WWF and all those that made the decision on making Mark the Undertaker they deserve all the credit you know it was yeah. a collaboration of that company and he was just the right guy at the right time to pull it off so there you go well listen uh we move on through the month of march none of the horsemen were featured at the march 18th tv taping and the next time that we see you double a is march 22nd at the monroe center high school in farmland indiana despite the size of the venue nwa brought out all the big guns this was a benefit show for the farmland volunteer fire department which is pretty cool man here was the card. You had Mike Rotunda versus Cactus Jack. You had Wildfire Tommy Rich versus Guess Who, Buzz Sawyer. How about that for a throwback match? You had Norman the Lunatic versus Kevin Sullivan. You had the NWA Tag Champs, Rick and Scott versus NWA TV Champion Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson. You had the NWA US Champion Lex Luger versus the NWA World Champion Ric Flair. My goodness, we've talked about the strength of the WWF cards in the past, but Double A, there's no denying that every man on this card is Hall of Fame, is Hall of Fame caliber, buddy. I don't know about Norman the Lunatic. Well, that's actually a good point. Now that you say that, yeah, Norman the Lunatic. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take a little time outside to talk. outside of the, a Bastion Booger. Everybody talk else about, on this card. We'll talk about that a little further <laughs> some some other time. But the, oh man! Hey, just because I think the Hall of Fame is a special, accolade, absolutely, absolutely, it's a special award. It only should go to a certain amount of people that, and that top one percent body of work for an, for a, a long career. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. There, there's certainly, though, quite a few names. I mean, I read Cactus Jack. You got Tommy Rich and Kevin Sullivan and the Steiners and yourself and Ole and Flair and Luger. A lot of guys. But, yeah, absolutely agree. Listen, March 23rd, you're back in front of a, a big show here. It's the UIC Pavilion, 6,500, a regular stop for uh, for Jim Crockett. Some drama ensues before the matches even start, Arn. A film crew, along with Lance Russell, Chris Cruz, and Dennis Brent, flew to Chicago to tape NWA world champion Ric Flair losing his title to U.S. champion Lex Luger. The title change didn't take place because Flair wasn't given enough notice. Was this part of his contract? Flair agreed to the title change, but only in return for a contract release with Jim Hurd refused. Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Bill After was on hand. And this is what he had to say. Eventually, Flair left the company when he heard that uh, Jim Hurd had their, and he and Jim Hurd had their final blow-up January of 91, this is some 14 months prior, though. Were things already unraveling between Rick and Jim Hurd? How difficult did that make for for you since you and Flair were so close, both personally and professionally? Well, I got a feeling some of the drama probably happened between Hurd and Flair when I walked in the office to sign my contract, and he screwed me. That's Flair's right. the one that, that brokered that deal. He's the one that, that contacted us and said, Hey, I talked to Hurd. He wants you guys back. Here's the money. You know, when a guy screws your best friend, that probably would get the ball rolling, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it was six figures. 
that I took a beating for, you know, over a three-year contract. So now I got a feeling some tension probably started about right then. Yeah. Tension you with know, Flair, tension with you and her, tension all around. Yeah, and, and as far as a world championship, if he just came in and dropped it on him that night, that's not the way business was. It's not the way business was conducted. A guy, you know, would a booker would never call the world champion in and say, "Oh, by the way, we're switching the title." That's something that had many discussions over a boardroom full of people that it would affect. Hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. Basically, every company that the champion was going to possibly be outsourced to, you had to consider all those things. Now, that's a good point. You know, a lot of us think now, well, hey, there's one or two guys with the power of the pen that write creative, and that's how it works. But back then, that wasn't necessarily the case for a world championship change. No, no. I mean, it involved a lot of members of the NWA and, sure, you, you know, Things that were, you know, it was a realistic group of guys. Yeah. Well, listen, that night you and Ole worked third from the top against the Steiner brothers. You guys would come up short in your attempt to re regain the tag titles. But help Flair keep the title. Well, that's what you did. You were the horseman. You kept the title on him when Ole hit Luger with woman's high heel, allowing Nature Boy to pick up the pinfall victory. So we've moved on for the loafers. We're now into the high heels, whatever it takes, brother. Somebody in that group was a foot fetish. <laughs> Somebody did, buddy. And it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, man. We move on. March 25th, the crew travels to Baltimore. And at the arena, 5,000 fans, man. Been to Baltimore Arena so many times. They were in attendance for the matches that night. You and Ole wrestled the Steiner second from the top with Flair and Luger closing out that show. As we get in towards the end of March, it's the 26th. It's a television day for... The NWA, the recordings take place in Johnst uh, Johnston, PA, and you and Ole were not uh, on any of the segments. Ric Flair would wrestle Robert Gibson, and their match went 11 minutes, 34 seconds, and uh, the finish came when Flair rammed Gibson's head into the turnbuckle to uh, escape the sleeper hold. And then we close out the month, buddy, and you wrestled at the Richmond Coliseum on March 30th, working with the Steiners second from the top in the main event. And Luger defeated Flair by DQ. Arn, uh, man, that really that concludes our coverage for March of 1990. Best we can tell, as we've talked about already going through uh, this show and talking about February, you were injured uh, you know, for not only part of this month, but you missed ring time. And uh, it would take some time for you to rehab. But uh, they had you back here wrestling. I don't know how much full strength you were or... I, all I can figure, and I can't, I don't have any recollection, is that I was, it was a smokescreen. I was there, I would maybe get in, throw a few kicks, and Ole was having to carry the burden. You know, and, and yeah. those days, that's what partners did for each other, and we were just, the guys just all, you know, the Steiners and, and Ole, they just took care of me, and they just, because there was no, again, there was no, when you booked that match, I mean, you know, the Andersons, the horsemen against, uh, you know, the Steiner brothers, if that don't happen, what's your B plan? What's going to be as good as that? Yeah, you're right. But, Arn, as we talk through this, when we talk about your inju injuries and and what happened to you, is there a part of you, I know you shared last week how we talked about the insecurities of, of an injury and what can happen in your mind. But as you look back now, 
know, a little wiser through the years. Do you wish that you would have taken more time off and maybe done a little bit more, you know, when you had these injuries occur? Well, being the fact that if you check my history, there was two other occasions of having serious neck issues. You know, I have thought about, and I didn't at the time, I just wanted to stay in that mix, right. man. I had quit the biggest company in the world to go to their rival, and I didn't. I was out of options because that's the only two places to go and make a good living. So I had painted myself into a corner, and I hadn't been there that long in WCW. I think in the back of my mind I was thinking, if I'm not there, they're going to carry on without me. I better figure out a way to stay on TV, to stay relevant, and just hopefully the guys will look after me. And, you know, in retrospect, I'm sure if I would have took a full three months, you know, maybe the next two events would not have happened, and maybe I would have had another five or six or eight. Or even the bone chips and and all that or some kind of procedure. Yeah, Yeah. I might have had another 10 years on my career. Who knows? It is. Yeah, you just never know. It is one of those things to sit back and think about, uh, but not to dwell on because you still, life is what it is. You deal with it, make the decisions, and you move on. And, uh, buddy, let me tell you what. Next week, uh, speaking of business as usual, we're going to revisit April 1990 where the build to capital combat. And, yes, uh, this is the pay-per-view with RoboCop. Oh. Can't, wait to, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one, buddy. Oh, let's, man. Please, let's don't talk about it today. We won't. I'm Today has been a grand day. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, we have a little bit of time because we didn't have as nearly as many clips. Arm, we've talked about the Four Horsemen shop, but you and I, as, as, as we've gotten to talk, I know you're a big football fan. You're a big Georgia fan. Mm. You're a big, what, Carolina Panthers fan. That's your yep. team. One more. So, uh, who's ECU, ECU. ECU, okay. Where Brock, right. where Brock graduated. Okay, there you go. So what do you think about, and I, you and I haven't talked about this, but I have, we have a lot of fans that listen to us on ad-free that listen to a lot of other shows that are big NFL fans. What is your take on Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers? Well, the first half. Because uh, we've only uh, seen one, one week. Me and you, were, we, we, we try to jump on and record early our shows because of your schedule. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I love to have Saturday and Sunday free during football season. That's right. I'm a fanatic, you know, and that's something that we missed. We didn't realize what we were missing until the pandemic hit, my friend. And let me tell you something, no sports. We're that's saving. a serious deal for guys like me and you and most of our li- of our list listeners. It was not a joke. That's right. It's, it, life changed drastically. Hey, I'm watching 90 Day Fiance now, <laughs> which I got hooked on <laughs> Because there we, were no sports. Well, do we blame Aaron for that, or and you just that you found and it life, yourself? life after lockup? We I started love it. when we watched the first episode of Life After Lockup, which was some, some really some serious issues of <laughs> people courting over the phone until somebody gets out of prison, and now they're hooked up and Does it getting work? married. Oh my God! I, and I looked at her on the couch. I'll never forget it. She said, let's watch this. So we watched it, and I looked at her, and I went, what's wrong with us? That's awesome. Does it <laughs> work, said, Lauren? Does life I, after lockup work? I don't know. No, it okay. doesn't work. <laughs> it, none of it. And you know it's going to be O for everything on 
failures and successes. Yeah. But but it's just it is so brutal. You got to watch it. So so I got I got to find out though. Are you in on Baker? I tell you, the second half it was like if you saw the the ECU game against um, oh god North Carolina State. The second half was the most compelling defensive effort. I've seen in a college game, and I don't know how long. I mean, they were making plays, had two goal line stands, ECU now. They're fighting back from a team that's ranked 17 or whatever they came in ranked. But it's a big rivalry, and, you know, the second half, they just came out of that tunnel, and they refused to quit. I got a little sense of that with the Panthers, the second half, as they were really fighting and fighting and fighting. And in both games – Guess what was one of the deciding factors? Mix, missed extra points and missed field goals. Uh. Now, I do live by this this creed. If you don't want games to end up like that and you're the rest of the team, don't put them in a position to have to win the game That's for right. you. That's right. That's the way I look at it. He's one guy under all that pressure. The snap's got to be perfect. you got to get the seams out. You know, everything has to be perfect for those guys to execute. How about taking it out of their hands? That's right. How about and, offense scoring points when you should have or defense stopping the, them when you should have? Yeah, you get shut down on the, you know, in the red zone a couple of times and you should have capitalized. If you would have capitalized on those, wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. I think it's, it's our defense is going to have to – this is just – you know, and I, and I didn't watch him very much. I wasn't a Cleveland fan, no disrespect to Cleveland, but I'm a Panther fan. So I hadn't watched him play a whole lot. But what I I see is a real hole, and I don't know how you fix it. Is Ben, when you're under, you know, when you're around six feet with these big linemen and your forte is not scrambling out of that pocket and getting clear where there's nobody in your face, how many balls got tipped? How many balls got swatted down? Shorter quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks these days are 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah. It gives them that advantage to throw over those defensive linemen. But unless we can get them out of the, you know, out of that, in case they they continue to have the, the, the offensive line did not protect them. And if that continues on, it could be a long, long, long fall. It's going to be a long season. We'll see what happens. Uh, I know a lot of people that are listening have have a lot of skin in the game with their teams. It's always fun because that's why they play the game. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. Arn, listen, this has been awesome. Love talking with you. We're going to be back again, like I said, for April. In the meantime, look for Arn and Brock, man. They're touring. They're going out. They're doing shows. And uh, search on the, on the in your Google machine, as Conrad would like to say. And find out where they're going to be. I'm sure you guys are going to be doing appearances throughout the fall and uh, and, and support them. Arn's got some fun projects in the fall, too, that we'll talk about here as we get into October, November. Uh, but, buddy, this has been fun again with you this week. Absolutely, and I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, you know, the wrestling industry right now is going through some major changes and upheavals and all that, so there's a lot of interesting stuff out there. Uh I'm going to be watching with a uh, eagle eye, see how that shakes out. There you go. Well, listen, on behalf of the founder of the Four Horsemen, the Hall of Famer, 
He is Arn Anderson. This is Paul Brown. We'll be back right here again next week for another episode of Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.